Welcome to the Random Tea Sleepy Hollow podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about season two, episode 16, What Lies Beneath. <laughs> Jefferson. That's, Jefferson, that's, that's, what, lies that's what lies beneath. Um, it was directed by Dwight H. Little, who directed the Akita. And it was written by uh, Damien Kindler, did the story and teleplay. And then um, the story was also done by Philip Iskov. So, Do we know them? Uh, Philip Iskov's one of the um, creators, I think. Oh, okay. And then, of course, Damien. Yeah. You know Damien. Yeah, we know Damien. So, yeah. Woo! Okay. I like this. It was better than some of the previous episodes. I thought it was a step forward. Than a lot of the previous episodes. I mean, what? Like a lot. But, yeah. So, I mean, here we are, season two, episode 16, and they're finally starting to turn around, because I was re- getting really worried mid-season. Yeah, I was, too. Well, like, this show is getting bad. Yeah. But they're it's like somebody back slapped around. him back into, you know, into like wakefulness. Like, hey, hey, you remember the what show? made this show good in the first place? I think they were because the the ratings were getting bad. Yeah, critics were tearing it apart as well. They should have. Yeah, deserved it. So yeah, but here we start to see. Yeah, because I remember a couple episodes in here thinking, I don't know if I want to watch this next season. Yeah, yeah. But gearing up towards the end, it was okay. Yeah. This is getting better. It's getting better, so. So, yeah. So, overall, I liked it. Um, yeah, I liked it, too. So, uh, we also got another uh, Studio 60 Aaron Sorkin alum with Stephen Weber as Thomas Jefferson. Oh, okay. So, I was happy about that. He's one of my Sorkin babies. I didn't look up. For some reason, I didn't look up that actor. I looked up uh, the guy who played Calvin Riggs. And you know, one thing he did. um, I think I got lost in the Thomas Jefferson research and forgot to look up the actor. Probably. He he narrated it. (gasps) And did a really. I haven't listened to it. He did a really nice job. Now, I've read it. Yeah. I've watched it. He's been in a couple Stephen King uh, things as well. He was in, um, uh, I think he was in Storm of the Century. I haven't seen that one. And then Have I? there was another. He, no. He's got a couple Stephen King connections. Okay. If I remember correctly. That's cool. So, yeah. Stephen, uh, as far as watching Stephen King, it's hit or miss. Yeah. Either it's really good or it's really bad. It's hard to adapt him properly. It is. Without making it like, here's a 27 hour long miniseries. Right. Because there's the Shawshank Redemption, which was really good. Um, the Stand was really bad. Yeah. So it was like it's hit or miss with because so yeah. it's yeah. You know. But he he did really good narrating it. Okay, so I haven't listened to it. I've, yeah, only I've listened to Dumas Cave. But. I've conquered my Pennywise aversion. Oh yay! <laughs> we could talk about Stephen King for hours though. Yes, so we could. Let's not. So uh, so we start out um underneath Sleepy Hollow. There are people in the tunnels. I was very outraged. I know. I was like, excuse you. These tunnels belong to Ichabod and Abby. Thank you very much. I know, much. right? What the hell are you doing down here? Uh, but it's a survey crew. And um, and they break through this wall and they find a hatch. Um, and it's all inscribed and whatnot. Now, he's taking pictures through work gloves. Yeah. I don't know of any work gloves that you can work a phone a phone yeah touch screen with that's not like a fancy camera or anything right that's like his personal cell phone and he's wearing these work gloves and he's just taking pictures just i'm like away. i don't think so <laughs> i just don't think saying. that works that way and they're talking about that they're going to make the tunnels into a parking garage yeah an underground parking our, garage. our tunnels i know i know i'm very upset about that i was like uh, after hundreds and hundreds of years they're finally deciding to do something with the tunnels yeah Whatever. yeah these crusty old tunnels that nobody's mapped um <laughs> so uh so they try to open the hatch 
um, while one of them, like you said, records it on on his phone. It's like, don't you want to know what's down there? And that one of the guys says, no. I don't. No. And I'm like, I want to know. <laughs> I was like, this is but, cool. But what you do is you surround it with salt first. Thank you. Then you open it. Thank you. Because you would have no. had salt with you. Oh, totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so they look down. They're like, oh, hey, they're all crabbing around <laughs> it. Like, what's down there? Of course, one of them gets grabbed and, and yanked down. Then a second one gets grabbed. Then a second one gets grabbed and yanked down. And um, so, yeah, it drags all of them down uh, down this, you know, uh, passage or whatever. But they close it behind them? I, I don't, it's weird. It's a tunnel, it's a hatch, it's a trap, it's not a trap door, I guess. No. I don't know what it is. It's, it's a, it's a hatch, but they did close it behind them, because when Ichabod and Abby find it later, it's closed. It's closed, yeah. Um, so we go to, um, Abby and Ichabod, um, and they are at this battleship, and, um. I try to identify what ship they're on. Yeah. Just to see what boats were docked anywhere on the Hudson River. And I really couldn't identify. And then I just tried to search the interwebs to see what filming location. I just want to know what boat that was. I think they're in one of the Carolinas. I can't I think remember. it's uh, North Carolina. I think it's the Nor- the USS North Carolina. Oh, okay. okay. Is what I think it was, but I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay. But there is speculation. Yeah, that's, there's speculations that that's the ship that they're on. So. Okay. I was just curious. Um, and so basically, which I thought it was great, she takes them on a freedom field trip. And um, they talk about, like, you know, this is a reminder of what, you know, what people have sacrificed and yada, yada, yada. Yada, 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 yada. Um, and so she, she's like, uh, she doesn't know what's going to happen to them because the prophecies don't say what happens after the seven years, which actually the prophecies don't say anything about seven years. They say something about three and a half years. Um, yeah, it's like one thousand four hundred something days, or some it's like three and a half years. And he talks about how he has completely integrated into this century. Yes. And I'm like, okay, if you're con- entirely comfortable with this era, why are you still in your old clothes? Well, just because mm-hmm. he's good, he's looking nice in them. Well, that's beside the point. <laughs> he looks so nice in them. He does look very nice in them. It's so weird when I see Tom, like, interviewed and stuff. and Especially I'm like, with the short hair. With the short hair and without those clothes. And I'm like, this is wrong. This is just wrong. It's just weird. Yeah. Like a stri- pin stri- Like, he's wearing, like, a striped button-down shirt or some T-shirt or something. I'm like, and no facial your- hair. Go- and it's just really weird. Go put your clothes back on. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, it- he gives her the standard pat line that you have to have faith. He tells her that a lot. <laughs> That's Ichabod's answer for, I don't really have an answer, so be quiet. That's normal, though. Yeah. Gotta have faith. Gotta have faith. I'm not gonna sing Wham. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Um, and and they see these uh, tweens. Yes. Is that what they call them these days? Yes. The tweens overtaking pictures, and she's like, okay, go. Yeah. It's like, instant Graham. Instant Graham. Like, oh, honey. Yeah. You're so close. He's like, I just don't understand. See, those are the kinds of things that I've missed over the past half season. Yeah, This middle yeah. section of the season are these little teases of Crane in the modern world. Yes, and what he thinks of it. Because I find it very interesting. And his perception. Yeah. Yeah, his point Yeah, his point of view of it. And it's, I've missed this. And I, I always like how, because sometimes Abby's like, yeah, that's stupid. But sometimes Abby kind of defends the way we are now. And yeah. it's nice to hear because... You know, I, I'm I'm not I'm not young, 
Um, but <laughs> I hear people, older people, bitch about this generation all the time. Oh, yeah. No I know. fucking good reason. I know. And so, yeah, I kind of like that. You know, oh, absolutely. Yeah. People are like, yeah, taking pictures of your food. I'm sorry. Is that hurting you? In any way, shape, or form, shut your pie hole. Yeah. But yeah. I, I Yeah. I hear you. Uh, they talk about sacrifice to protect the country, and the Patriots would have beaten the British in two weeks. And he says that uh, John Paul Jones would have taken New York in one day with that with that ship. Do you know who uh, John Paul Jones is? Um, I, it sounds like a member of the Monkees, but I know it's <laughs> hey, somebody hey, from we're the, the Monkees. <laughs> I know it's uh, I know it's somebody from from the war, but I don't know what he did. Captain John Paul Jones is the one who is attributed to have said. I have not yet begun to fight. Oh, right on, That's John him. Paul Jones. And I'm surprised Dickabod wasn't like I said that. Well, I <laughs> no, right. I actually said that to him, and <laughs> he didn't say that. He, he didn't though. Um, but he was a ship captain. He was one of the first of the on the American side of the Patriots. And there's this whole. It's uh, called EyewitnessToHistory.com. I've got this whole article that, of course, I read through half of it before I realized I needed to get back to work. <laughs> um, but yeah. I'll, post that with all the rest of the research stuff but i just thought that was really cool when i found that that oh, he's the one who said that oh, yeah, I like so that. he was an act he was an actual naval dude yeah so all right he got something right cool um and so their little their little trip down memory lane slash imagining what history would be like with a battleship uh was interrupted when um reyes uh texts abby about the disappearance of the surveyors. I really expected Reyes to be more involved in the show by this too. point. I did too. At and she's point, been reduced not, to text. Yeah, they're not even putting her in the in the in the show. Mm-mm. It's just like, oh yeah, hey. At least they referenced her. Yeah. But I just it just sucks because I was really expecting her to become much more involved. Yeah. And was looking forward to her being involved, but she... I wanted her to fill that authority role that Frank had right previously, right for Abby. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, Mm-mm. she's just pretty much non-existent she's at this there. point. Yeah, she's not even a plot point anymore. Not anymore. No, no. It's like it's like they didn't know what to do with her after the whole Jenny thing. Right, right. And then now she's just around. Yeah. At least they mentioned her. Yeah. Which is more than they've done with Jenny in some episodes. Oh, yeah, so. that's very true. All right. So anyway, they have a case. They do, um, and all of a sudden, by the time they get to um, where the uh, where they're like gathering their headquarters to find the survey team, it's dark now. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. And so <laughs> they've got all these ambulances and fire trucks and stuff, despite the fact that they really don't know. No, where there were these no ambulances. Are. There weren't. There were oh, no okay. ambulances because when uh, the journalist dude Calvin Riggs shows up, he says there are no ambulances. Oh yeah, he does. That's probably why am- I had the word no ambulances first responders down. type. Um, yeah, and so, uh, they're going to head back to the archive to check the maps, because they have maps. Of course they have maps of the um, underground. But before they can go, Al- uh, Abby notices Calvin, um, semi-discreetly taking pictures. I mean, he doesn't have his phone up to, or his, his camera up to his face, but he's taking pictures. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Quite a lot of them. And she's like, uh, she's like, oh, I gotta go play bouncer now. He is calvin riggs mm-hmm. he's played by Sh- i don't know if it's sheriff or sharif, sharif. is it sharif, sharif yeah. okay atkins uh-huh he was in er uh, he was in white collar he was in white collar he was in an episode of criminal minds mm-hmm. 
It was the, uh, and I had, because then I got excited. Oh, Criminal Minds, which one was he in? He was in the episode where the homeless people went missing in Canada. Oh, okay. Ooh, but that God. was him. Okay. Um, and then he was also in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, he was. Um, so I like this guy. Yeah, I saw him. I was like, I know you from somewhere. Yeah. And I didn't know him as much as I thought I did. Yeah. But I knew him. Yeah. And his I brother's like one of the missing people. Yes. And, and um, I knew immediately he was going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, I did too. And it was great. <laughs> it was great. And Abby's, Abby tries to order him back and he's like, uh, he, no, he rattles off all this stuff. And he's like, I know what it looks like when somebody tries to cover stuff up. And we find out that um, he's this famous journalist um, used to covering, you know, the wars and stuff. He was a, don't they, uh, embedded journalist yeah. or something yeah. is what they call them, I think. And um, so she basically is just like, because he mentions all the weird stuff that's been going on really overtly but indirectly yeah i'm like oh honey you don't even much know oh he knows but he doesn't know yeah he He doesn't know he thinks he knows yeah he just knows something is up and so abby's like okay well i'll call you when we know something and he says that uh she's lying and um yes yeah, she is you know she's not lying she's just not telling him everything yeah exactly but she he never says told yeah. him an untruth no no and um so he he kind of backs off but not really um and so we uh we get our heroes going down to the tunnels and they all of a sudden they get this breeze so they're like hey look what's this okay but you have to admit the fact that a breeze leads them to the area is far better than them just showing up in the right place. That's true, because they keep saying how extensive this tunnel system is. And they may have maps to it, but how do they know exactly where it was that these particular men were? And they said it's been 24 hours. So the men were down there at night? That's what I'm curious about. Yeah, that's weird. You don't survey after dark. No. That's, you go home um, and have supper with your wife and kids. Yeah. Um, so, but I think the fact that they used the breeze... Was better I was like, than I was like, okay, nothing. This might be a good episode. Got some, <laughs> got some splaining going on Thank here. Thank you, Damien. So. Thank you. <laughs> and so they they find the hatch that we saw before, and apparently these symbols are witchcraftian in nature. For someone who didn't know his wife was a witch, he knows an awful lot about witchcraft symbols. Well, he's probably done a lot of reading. Oh, by now I'm sure he has. Yeah. But still, it was like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And you notice they're not like, let's call Katrina in. No, no. Because she sucks. A little bit. Uh, but they also notice claw marks. Rather, and to claw that area, it was all like concrete slash metal. Concrete-y? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, it's not concrete because it's olden times. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the shit that is, but it, whatever, it gouged claw marks in it. Right. So I was like, oh, that's probably not a good thing. No, probably not. No. Um, and so they found the GPR unit that the guys were about to use before they opened the hatch and got attacked. And um, so they, the, which apparently GPR is really easy to use because Abby just turns it on and it's, the, it's ready to sure, go. Sure, sure. And uh, they find this chamber, this image of this chamber beneath them. And Ichabod's like, Jefferson designed this. He's actually right. Really? He's very, very right. He refers to it as an octominal, octagonal. Octagonal? I'm glad one of us can say it. Uh-huh. Dome. And Neopolitan main chamber designed at least 200 years ago. And that there was only one man who could have designed this. And it was Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson is attributed to specifically that sort of architecture. Okay. 
So at least a logic leap that made sense. So um, what it is, and yeah, I, I read quite extensively about this because I got really interested in it. He uh, is, Jefferson was uh, self-taught in architecture. He was very heavily influenced by Andrea Palladio, okay, Italian, okay. from uh, the mid-1500s. And so that's why his architecture is referred to as Palladian. It's because of that influence. Oh. It's a, an Italian architect, I think. Um, but he wrote, uh, Jefferson wrote extensively about architectural design. Um, there are now six, over 600 pages of documents by Jefferson now housed at the Massachusetts Historical Society, commonly referred to as the Coolidge Collection. Oh, that's cool. And there are, I just, it just keeps going and going and going. Um, his home... The Monticello mm -hmm. is designed exactly like this. Oh, wow. It's got the dome. Um, and then I, I went to look for the specific uh, Jeffersonian architectural attributes, and it lists exactly like this. He is the person. He is who Ichabod says he is. Wow. So. Uh, I guess I didn't realize how prolific a architect uh, Jefferson was. He was. was. Uh, Poplar Forest. I actually have a picture of it right here. And I'm going to show you. Oh, cool. He designed that. Pretty. Good job. So. Good job, he, Long Dead yeah. ex-president. Uh, third president. Yeah. I believe. So we've gone through Washington, Adams, and now we're on Jefferson. Because what was the Abby said about him? The third president made good use of his free time. Yes. I get all excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, he knows right away. So I'm kind of happy that you did that but research I, because but I can, that, that way the leap isn't completely like it's not i completely expected it to just be this huge logic leap that he does yeah because he does a lot of those right but i can see spe exactly how they 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 say jefferson and i'm yeah. like oh okay yay <laughs> big yay that's why i got so deep into it, it, was, it yeah. was i was looking for i was looking for the the twist yeah the the sleepy twist where it makes it yeah fictional no. That's really cool, though. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, so Abby finds the cell phone that was used to record this video, and so they see um, they kind of get a glimpse of one of the one of the creatures that attacked him. Yep. And it's like, uh oh, because apparently uh, there was a fourth person standing off to the side videoing the whole thing. <laughs> one of the one of the one of the monsters. Yes, that's it. it. That's it. He wanted video. It's been a long time. They're modern. He a selfie. <laughs> I, I don't know whatever so we go to jenny at uh, at the bar and they're not letting go with that bar set no they're not they're like damn it we're gonna use this shit <laughs> and so uh frank comes in and um he approaches her and uh he they sit down for a drink and he asks for a favor and um he tells her this big elaborate story about how the cops are still holding a lot of his his personal effects and he wants to get his wedding ring back from the precinct evidence lockup. You know, the more elaborate the lie, the bigger the lie it is. Yeah. And so, because he, he, he does, he tells her this big story. And he's like, I've been wanting to reconcile. And um, I want to be able to do that. And I need my wedding ring. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, uh, so I need you to help me hack the lock. Right. And so... Uh, he raises his hand to take a drink 
and Jenny, eagle-eyed Jenny Mills, love her to death, she notices marks on his arm. It looks like some kind of weird, I could not make it out. I yeah. couldn't make out the design of it. Yeah. But, but it, you you see her see it. Yeah, and she's like, all right. And her attitude changes uh-huh. immediately. So uh, she's like, okay, sure, yeah. Um, but at, but before then, she's like, why don't you get one of your, I mean, you know every cop in in the building. She tries to talk him around it. Yeah, and he's like, no, 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 I need, I need your help. And so she's like, okay. I'm so a she, double she, homicide. I've been convicted of a double homicide or some yeah. crap. And and so she basically says, like, I'll go with. Because he kind of makes it out, like, just get me, just break through the lock and I'll take care of it. And she's like, no, she's like, no, no, backup. I'm going with you. And he's like, okay, great. Yay. <laughs> so, uh, so we go back to the archive and um, Ichabod uh, kind of explains that uh, Washington was rumored to have ordered the construction of some kind of chamber to contain uh, the order's vital secrets. No. Well, that's because no. it was a secret. No. Okay. I mean... Would this be George Washington the zombie? No, this is pre-zombie okay. George Washington. Okay. I uh, can, <laughs> the, only, any, the only thing I kept coming back to is the, um, the culper. The Anytime culper. you tried to do oh, anything the about spy. the secret, it was yeah. the culper spies. So. Yeah. Um, and so uh, he says that um, Thomas Jefferson built the chamber, which they called the Fenestella. Which has several meanings. Okay. When I looked it up. Uh, it's roots in Latin. Yeah. And it had like three different meanings, but the third one uh, was in reference to an architectural terms, which means a small window or opening. Okay. But I couldn't find anything connecting this in history at all. Okay. But uh, he also, Ichabod, when he's explaining it, he also describes the Masonic chamber where they kept headless. Yes. And But considering how many founding fathers were Masons, I wouldn't doubt that they would have built a chamber like this. Yeah, yeah. That that didn't strain my incredulity or anything. Not really, I, no. I, I, w- but, I was okay with but that. But that's what I'm, I'm loving about this episode is we're going back to that type of storytelling. And it's connecting great. it to history. Yeah. Even with, they were pretty tight strings in this particular episode, but even yeah. when they just did it with loose strings, it was interesting. It was. And it was like, well, yeah, I know half of this is bullshit because I'm watching a show about, you know, the headless uh, horsemen and stuff. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. You know, death, war, whatever. Yeah. So, so yeah. But this, it was interesting again. This felt like it was going back to where we started. Back to our roots. Yeah. So it felt really nice. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> Um, but he, uh, nobody told Ichabod what was, what was Because nobody be tells him anything. Nobody told Ichabod anything. <laughs> nobody told him what was supposed to be kept inside of this fancy schmancy, uh, room. And, um, he explains that originally, uh, Thomas Jefferson was his mentor. One of many. And, um, he basically was like, yeah, we, uh, he was great. And he really inspired me and he showed me stuff. And all of a sudden he shut me out. In the modern vernacular, he unfriended him. Uh, A.K.A. they broke up. Yes. They had a complicated relationship. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. Ichabod just got on Facebook and said it's complicated as his status. Yes, he did. <laughs> and then he got unfriended. And then he got unfriended. And he doesn't know why. Uh, yeah. And it, you can tell, like, how it, it, it's upsetting that he doesn't know what he did or why. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is where you start scratching your head going, what? Yeah. What's 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 going on here? Yeah. And I think okay. I think if I remember correctly, Abby's first thing was, "What did you do?" <laughs> I'm not surprised. But uh so 
she finds a reference to the Fenestella in Grace's diary. Which I thought, which I was excited about. Yeah, that they're like, referencing the journal. Diary. Yeah. Um, and uh, she mentions that um, Washington and Thomas performed this ceremony in 1777. How is it that Miss Grace knows all this? I don't know, because she's not part of the coven. No. She's not part of Katrina's coven. No. Um, she's just this kind of like lone witch. Now... Who's like, let me just take the notes down of this meeting between Washington and, now, and Thomas. Now, let's travel back in time just a minute. Okay. At the beginning of the show in season one, they talked about two covens. Right. Residing in a Sleepy Hollow. All we've ever heard about is Katrina's coven, Katrina's coven. We'd, I don't even, we've never really heard much mention of another coven. Uh, do you think, well, no, because the Hessians aren't practitioners. They're just No, muscle. they're not part of a coven. They're just muscle. They're part of their... I mean, the Hessians were part of their own group. Yeah. I don't um, know. They were part of... I and, But there was always mention that there was the good witches and the bad witches. Well, what if Katrina's coven was the bad ones? They were. They were just putting people all up in purgatory if you pissed them off. So maybe Grace Dixon was a part of the other coven? It's it's a huge stretch. I don't, I'm just trying to tie it back to something that's happened before, and it could just be totally ridiculous, but... Yeah, how is it that she knows about Washington and Jefferson's deep, dark secrets? Yeah. I mean, we know she had Franklin's Manor. Yeah. That she, but it wasn't hers. She didn't own it. No, no, no. It was Franklin's Manor. Yeah. Uh, the family. She just kept it warded. Frederick's Manor. Frederick's Manor. Sorry, Franklin, Frederick. Yeah. Um, she just yeah, kept she it just, warded. She, she was, was the, the resident. She was the house matron or whatever. Yeah, she was the resident witch, basically. It was like a safe house. Yeah, and he he was a witch. Leland Fredericks was a witch. Um, and so yeah, because if you look at Katrina's coven and everything they've done, a lot of it seems like they were the bad people. But we always got the impression. I always got the impression that there was another coven, not yeah. Katrina's coven. Oh yeah, from the very beginning, they they said there were two groups of witches and sleepy. But Hall they really haven't bad. explained it. No, they haven't. Like just about everything else. But you know, whatever. Anyway, I was just trying to figure out how Grace's role, what Grace's role was here. Why they involved her? Was she just? I mean, we know Frederick's Manor was a safe house. Yeah. But how was she tied to Washington and Jefferson? Yeah, she was she, tied she to was Frederick. Pres- she was t- she was present when they did this this ritual to um they conjured some damned souls to uh, I don't the even guardians. Know. I don't even know. But she was there because she took notes in her journal. I guess. So I yeah, know. I don't know. They're like, hey, we need a we need a lady witch. Uh, let's, let's let's go grab Grace. And hang Why not? out. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know either. So then uh, we don't know if this happened before or after. Ichabod died. Seventeen seventy-seven is when the ritual happened, and he he was in seventeen eighty-one or eighty-two. Yeah, one of those. He so it would have been after. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I was thinking Katrina was on the run with the baby, and that would explain why she wasn't involved. Right, but this was before that. So yeah. never mind. Um, okay, and fine. so they go back to the hatch and they open it, which they did not need tools to open at this time, and they still didn't bring any salt. No. No, this, they had to pry the door open, because my note says they pry the door open. Oh, I thought they just opened it. No, because the first time they couldn't get it open. Oh. Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so they go down the tunnel, uh, to the ladder to the tunnel, and um, Abby starts calling on the radio, and she gets Calvin's brother, Daniel. He's still saying alive. Saying that he's still alive. Right. Um, but they're trapped, and he's like, I can hear you. 
and oh my god they're coming or something like that and so we hear all these growls and nastiness and um the uh creatures show up and they charge him because that's what you do right they're guarding and so they go back up the ladder, which a lot of this episode is everybody just coming coming down and going, oh, shit, and then coming back up. <laughs> up and down and up and down. I hope they got their cardio in. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so uh, Ichabod is last up the ladder, and he gets one of the creatures on his back. But all of a sudden, um, Calvin scares them off because he shows up. Just in time. Just in time with his handy-dandy camera flash. And it drives the creature off, and uh, Ichabod's able to get out, and they and they slam the hatch shut. I told you he was trouble. How did he find them? I don't know. How did he find them? Because they're, first of all, you got to go into the tunnels. You got to know how to get into the tunnels. You got to know how to get into tunnels. You got to go through the tunnels. And if I remember correctly, they went down a flight of stairs, and that's a loose description of it because they go down this i don't know if you remember they go down like this circle of stones yeah they go like so they go down into like some sub tunnels yeah and then the hatch is below even that so we're like three stories down from the tunnels. from the tunnels yeah so how did he navigate and then get to there scooby sense i don't know oh yeah oh okay okay sorry i'm looking for logic in this show so yeah whatever so we have a big confrontation we you do. were about to call me right yeah and uh well and, and i want no. to be like what did he see because apparently he didn't see everything no he didn't see as much the creature and how did he know that the flashes were was he just randomly taking pictures and then realized I, I it was, was chasing like, them off cool. i don't know yeah i mean i could see that happening yeah but they don't explain it no they don't they don't explain very much about his character at all. No, they don't. And I kind of thought they were laying grounds for... It felt like they were laying groundwork. For him to come back. Right. Who knows? Maybe we'll see him again. So, uh, so at this point, he... Um, Ichabod and Abby are like, so we're going to go. <laughs> and Abby's like, well, we'll let you in. And Ichabod says no. And Abby says yes. And Ichabod says no. Yeah, because he threatens... Uh, Calvin threatens to call his editor and then, of course, bring in the military. And she's like, no, this is... Wait, wait. Yeah, she's like, she's like, this is, uh, you know, we need to control access and we're going to help more people that way. And he's kind of like, I've heard that before from, like, Iran and shit. And she just gives him this look like, I can't fucking really explain this to you. Get off my back. But, um, but she... <sighs> She kind of talks him down a little bit. And she relents a little bit. Yeah. And so... Um, they come to a, a happy medium. Yeah. Sort and of. so she's like, wait here. We're going to go back to... And they don't say where. No. They're going to go to the archive. Ichabod pulls her aside and, and he's like, no, Lieutenant, we shouldn't do this. And she's like, yeah, well, you're the one guys who put freedom of the press in the Constitution. Yeah. And he says the best line ever. <laughs> We did not predict the 24-hour news cycle. Dude, nobody did. Nobody did. Because <laughs> he's nobody. right. I mean, because yeah, it, it was so much easier to control the press back then. Of course, then my brain got lost in just how quickly news spreads across this country now. And it's just mind-blowing. If it you, really If is. you can com- com- compare to how quickly news spreads today versus how quickly it spread in 1781. Yeah. Like, it creeped. You'd find out about stuff that happened six weeks later. Oh, yeah. If you're lucky. Yeah. And where now you find out about it six minutes later. Yeah, that's why history so... If not sooner. That's why history, you have to take it with a grain of salt. You really do. So, so they agreed to limited access. Yes. 
Because Abby says I said limited. So, um, he says you said access. She said I said limited, and I'm yeah. like, yay! So they go do their research at the archives, and um, they're looking at these pictures, yeah. like photographs. Did they have a film developed, or they have a printer? <laughs> They hooked up from they somebody have, else's camera phone. They have a Wi-Fi printer that they use? Sure, why not? Somebody in my building has a Wi-Fi printer. Yeah. I really, really want to print to it randomly. Print something weird I really do, but I, that would require hacking the password, and I don't want to go there. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm like, they, where did they print these? <laughs> so they have a photo quality printer now? It's like, uh, it's like the Battleshop Kinkos from the first episode. Oh, now they have it in the archives. I guess so. Did they put that on? Did they? What do they call it? Requisite? Requisition. Requisition. Yeah, they did. Requisition order. (laughs) Sure, why not? I want to see if Reyes signed off on that one. Reyes doesn't pay them any attention anymore. So who the hell? Apparently not. She's not randomly showing up in the um, archives like she did before. So, um, so they look at the uh, Latin inscription that they found on the hat. Is that what that is? That's what they say, but it looked. Like witchy symbols, but yeah, they said they kept saying it was Latin. I searched and searched. Well, he said originally witchcraft symbols. Yeah, which, which that's what it looked is, like. It was just they were like just symbols. There's not witchcraft symbols as a whole. I know they weren't specifically. Runes. They were not runes, and so I started. I mean, you have pagan symbols, right? Not. It's all really weird. Um, so I was I paused the screen with the the symbols as best I could, looking at them. And it's really hard to look for symbols online by just... By just saying, hey, the squiggly thing with a circle. So I just kept looking for different symbols. Um, The only one of the symbols I could identify, uh, although one of them did kind of look like angelic script, but that would be two different sets of symbols, which would have confused me. Right. So I just kept going through different ones. The only one I could identify was uh, an alchemy symbol for purification. It's uh, like an arrow with the squiggly line through it. Yeah. And I've got a picture of it, but that's the only one I could identify. Okay. But I tried to look at other alchemy symbols to see if it matched the other symbols on there, and I couldn't find anything. Oh, well. Um, so anyway, so we go to, they say it's Latin reavers. Right. So it's like, okay, well, what is a reaver? Is there, other than firefly? Yeah. Because that's the first thing my mind goes to. Oh, me too. Is I'm reavers. Like, reavers are bad, man. So I tried to do a search reavers. for reavers. You know what the first thing popped up was? What? Firefly. Of course. So, uh, so you look up the definition for reavers on Urban Dictionary. Mm-hmm. The first description: mm-hmm. Firefly <laughs> and Serenity. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, come my on. Serenity didn't happen. No, that it didn't. That was all a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so. But so I was trying to find some sort of historic, not historical, supernatural mythology, reavers, something outside of Firefly and Serenity that didn't happen. I really couldn't find anything. The yeah. definition is uh, one who reaves. Yeah. Which is a, a term for one who despoils, plunders, bereaves, takes with violence. Yeah. But I couldn't find any supernatural creature called reavers. It reminded me of the creatures in Torchwood at the very beginning. Can't remember what they call them, but you know the the ones that escape from the rift or whatever. So the beginning of Torchwood's all I've seen. It's just kind of yeah. It's the very first episode. Okay. Yeah. 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 One yeah, of those yeah. that they're kind of dressed like yeah. Because these these kind of had like coveralls on. I, like so these weird. reavers were kind of weird. Yeah. So 
I was kind of disappointed that I couldn't find any. Because before, they were, there was always some connection to some supernatural something. Yeah. So I guess we got the historical connections, but not the supernatural. Yeah, that's okay. But but I'll, t- I'll bet you the, who wrote, who came up with the idea is the Firefly fan. Pro- probably. To use Reavers. Probably. Where else are you going to get that phrase? That's okay. Come on, people. Yeah. And so these are the damned souls that Washington summoned. The secret forces. And I kept trying to look for Washington's secret forces and all kept coming back to the Culpa Ring. Yeah. Could be the same thing. Question Maybe mark, he took... That's what he did with the spy ring once he was done with them over here. He turned them into Reavers. Turned them into Reavers so that they couldn't spill their secrets. I don't know. I don't Supernaturally altered. Because Igabod says they were supernaturally altered. I'm like, no. Really? Seriously? What makes you think that? They're just hanging out in a tunnel like 200 years later. But they're kind of explaining without... Yeah, whatever. So, um, yeah, they've been mutated by exposure to supernatural forces, which no shit... And um, God, I hope so. And apparently, they were in suspended animation until they got woke up. Darn it! So they woke up and they hungry. Um, <laughs> probably cranky. Probably very cranky. And so, um, in the tunnels, we see uh, the Calvin, who just hung around. Yeah. We- <laughs> well, this is where we see uh, we see a little shot of the Reavers securing um, two of the guys. Um, and then they kill and eat the third. Yeah. They you were hanging. You got to conserve. You've only got three guys. You've got to conserve. So there's some intelligence here. Yeah. Maybe. And um, so <laughs> this is where they go back with Calvin to the to the hatch. And he, apparently he's just been hanging out. And um, As you do. Yeah. <laughs> so she, At least he didn't try to go back down the hatch by himself. Thank you. Because that Ugh. would just be a dumb shit move. A little bit. And um, so he uh, she tells him to follow her orders. And um, and he's like, yeah, whatever. They just have to find his brother. But no questions asked. Yeah. You do know what he does for a living. Yeah, exactly. And Ichabod says it's a mistake. And I'm like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. It is very yes, much it a mistake. Is. And um, so this is where we go to Jenny. Um, breaking into the evidence room with Frank. Boy, they get in there really quick. Yeah, they do. And, uh, well, she's your girl, man. If you need to break in somewhere, Jenny's your girl. And she just hands him the iPad or whatever, the tablet, yeah. over. And it looks like it's just a normal, everyday tablet. I don't know. It could have been a Amazon Fire, for all we know. Yeah, who knows? It didn't... I don't know what it was. But... And he just... Boop, boop, boop. And it's hacked. And I'm like, seriously? And there's nobody around anywhere. Yeah. Even though... These like, two convicted criminals are just wandering around the Sleepy Hollow Sheriff's Department. And at one point, he says convicted, and I'm like, he wasn't convicted because they couldn't press charges. Right. He was not She's convicted. convicted. She's, She's convicted. convicted. But... Mm. So, uh, yeah, and it's downstairs now, and I remember when Abby went to Evidence Lockup mm-hmm. in episode three of this season, it was upstairs. That's a who... I don't know. Who the hell knows? Um, Maybe this is a different lockup. So, he goes immediately after a Hellfire book i knew he was after something wrong and a flash drive and she comes up and draws her is that what that was it looked like a lighter it's a flash drive it's a flash drive okay and um jenny comes up immediately behind him and pulls her gun on him and she's like i knew you were lying I just we all to knew see- he was lying she's like i just wanted to see what you didn't went he put for. a ring on didn't he did get a- didn't he get his wedding ring though i want to remember that remember. i saw him actually get it actually getting something putting it on his finger that i don't, I don't remember. remember um and so, uh, 
he uh, knocks her gun away and he runs into apparently this giant room at the ah. Sleepy Hollow Westchester County and Police And nobody Department. hears anything. And nobody hears anything. There's no cameras or anything either, No, no. Apparently. No security other None. than that locked door. Yeah. That apparently you can <laughs> pick with a hair barrette, so. And so then he races into the shelves and we're like, oh, this is going to be fun. That'll be great. Um, so they go to, uh, you know, at, we go back to the hatch and um, Abby and Ichabod are going to go down and she's like, hey, if we don't come back, call in that SWAT team you talked about. Wait here, and he kind of resists a little bit. Yeah, and then, but sh- she, he can't argue with that logic. No, that if they don't come back, that gives he's the one who goes and, and gets help, and that yeah. makes sense. It does. That actually does make sense. And um, so Ichabod puts some like powder shit on his camera flash. It's stone root. He calls it stone, stone root, root bark powder. Bark powder, and it was used to amplify signal fires during night battles. Which, no. I, I tried to find some reference between, and it's, you don't use, it's not stone root bark powder. It's stone root powder without the bark. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's hard enough to grind into a powder anyway, from what I understand. It does have. Hence s- the name stone root. Yeah. It does have some medicinal uses. Like you can even find it on WebMD. Oh. But I could not find anything to do with signal fires. Oh, okay. I was, and then I tried to just look up. To amplify, how, what would you use to amplify a signal fire? Yeah. And, during a night battle, and I couldn't find, Lighter fluid. specifically for a night battle, thinking yeah. maybe I'd find something revolutionary era, and I just gave Not up. So much. I gave up. Um, and then he uh, drops it down the shaft. It's a $7,000 camera. I'm betting Calvin has insurance on it. He probably does. Yeah. If that's his livelihood, he's got insurance on it. And so it, it's actually a really good trick because it drives the uh, reavers away while they climb down. And, um. In assault mode? Yeah. And, uh. <laughs> so they reach the door of the Fenestella, but, um, they. The reavers come back pretty quickly and start coming after them. Ichabod has a rapid fire crossbow. What is that? Because he's. I was fucking able to want fire- one. Like several times. I don't know. But I was I like, don't this know. is awesome. I was, yeah, I want one. He's got his crossbow, she's got her gun, and they're shooting reavers, and it's great. And I was like, this is awesome. And um, awesome. so all of a sudden, the door behind them does open, and they all run by itself. Through. All by itself. And they run through. And what do we find behind door number one? <gasps> Thomas Jefferson. Dun, dun, dun. And he's like, it can't be. Commercial. Yeah, commercial. And, um, but it can be because, uh, apparently they made this science slash witchcraft what amounts to a computer and it stored his, uh, living memory of himself and he's got some kind of a projectory thing that makes it look like Thomas Jefferson is there. I'm glad that they mentioned a mixture of science and witchcraft because the two are not necessarily mutually exclusive yeah they're not they're not always at odds so i like the idea that they twisted it up together like this yeah and ichabod he ichabod literally asks the important question first how are you here you're Mm -hmm. dead um so i had to go look up when thomas jefferson died he died july 4th 1826 yes i was like july 4th really you planned that didn't you i think he died slightly after adams if i'm not mistaken i don't recall because I, I think they, I didn't died, go look I think up they died on the same day. I have to go look that up. Because he and and I thought that was funny because then he's he constantly was talking about one upping uh, Adams. 
July. They did die the same day. Yeah, they died the same day. It's bizarre on July 4th Creepy. of all days. Yeah. Okay, but uh, so I was just like, okay, so when did Thomas Jefferson die? Um, so he designed this cube to do cool stuff. I My <laughs> notes are just really, really random. I was like, it looks a little bit like a Tesseract. It does look a little bit like a Tesseract. Well, and they you do see the little this design in the, ceil- the wall where it's like a, like you said, a projector. Uh, so he's a hologram. He's a ho- he's basically a historical hologram. He built a, a tesseract, and the coven jump started it. He made his own holodeck. Because this this coven is all up in everything. Yes, yes. Even though they're half evil, and they're sending all these people to purgatory too. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. But he does point out that both Ichabod and himself outlived Adams. Yep. And that Franklin was jealous of this. I keep calling it the cube because I don't know what else to call it. Yeah. And Franklin was jealous of it. Yeah. <laughs> But then I'm thinking, Franklin had the kindred. He did. And let my kindred go, because where the hell is the freaking kindred? Don't know. He's um, just running around. Whatever. So, uh, so that was a great conversation. Great conversation to have. Yeah. And um, I loved it because I think they call him uh, Mr. Jefferson at some point, and he was like, "Excuse me, Mr. President." President. It's <laughs> like, all right. He was the third president. So. That's true. And so, um, Abby kind of fills him in on the whole, you know, there's three missing men. And, um... And Jefferson said, he's like, okay, but let me show you this over. He wants to play tour guide. this is really cool, and I need everybody to pay attention. And then Ichabod's just, everybody shut up. Why are you here? (laughs) Yeah. Um, and so he says, he assumes that they're there because of the information inside the Fenestella, the whole reason it was created. One track mind. Um, it's basically this library about witnesses. Every single source of... uh, Everything that they have compiled together. About the witnesses, specifically. And uh, And I'm like, okay, could maybe you have left a little bit of a trail of breadcrumbs to say, hey, witnesses, you know, go find this place. Because they only found it because these guys stumbled upon this hatch and got taken by these monsters. Right, and they're three levels below the tunnels themselves. How would they ever even know to look there? Yeah. So... Mm. I was like, um, great job building it. Great job with your, um, with your holiday. Great job hiding it. But you probably should have actually brought the witnesses here sooner. You that would have been great. hit it just a little too well. Yeah. Just and, saying. Um, so we go back to the police station and, um, Irving gets the jump on Jenny. Well, they're yelling. Yes. You do not <laughs> yell when you're breaking into a they're police department. so loud. And, um, he basically is like you have to listen to me and and have to explain and um he says that his soul is tainted i have tarnished but tarnished means the same thing so he has multiple personalities oh lord yeah and so he says that he had um when he came back he was all evil and stuff and um so so now he remembers coming back yeah see that's the thing because he we see the him finding the rune and everything which he hadn't know about which uh, but, but apparently when he's good Frank, he doesn't remember anything. But right now he's evil Frank, so now he remembers everything. Way too easy. Except for he's good Frank because that's why he's trying to break in to get money. I don't know. But he says that um, he says that basically once he found out that he was going to have to get a uh, supernatural um, exam by Katrina, he had to find a way to trick her. 
which wouldn't be hard because she's horrible. And um, no. he found this rune that apparently he found in one of Henry's books because he was able to just sneak into Frederick's Manor. And exactly when did he do this? Don't know. And he- how did he know to look in the lining of this, partic- this particular book and put it in his palm and where to put it? Yes. And nobody noticed that he had a rune in his palm. But apparently he puts this uh, rune in his palm and not only does it make his soul look like it's shiny and new and, you know, all that good stuff, but it makes, it turns him into good Frank. And that's what puts the mark yes. on his arm. The, so he, the comes, he comes back to himself. So I was looking at the rune that he sticks in his hand because yes. I was trying to see what markings were on it. Um, it looks like uh, the rune called uh manaz uh-huh it's kind of upside but when he holds his palm up you it's it. it's right side up and uh that's the rune for man okay um but right it's it's like an x with two legs yeah uh like an m but with an x instead of the v in the middle then uh then under it it looks like there's a plus Mm-hmm. symbol underneath it which looks like i'm probably saying this wrong nodis uh-huh which uh is the rune for need or distress okay so he's a man in need which basically Maybe. means it turns your soul shiny clean apparently so um but yeah so he says that um he's been it's been able to uh keep the evil uh, at bay but it's starting to wear off and so he Whatever. um he wanted to get into the Hellfire's flash drive because um, they, it's got wire transfer information. And Bank he, account stuff. Yeah, and he's going to use it to transfer money to Cynthia and Macy so they can get the hell out. This is after he found the ledger yeah. at Frederick's Manor. Why? I It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. It's, all, too, it's too thrown together. That's exactly what it felt like. And, like they're trying um, to shove all this in at the last minute. Yeah, and so he says, uh, basically, um, I, I've got to get my family out while I'm still good um, before the bad part takes, takes over completely. And um, he thanks Jenny for helping him, and then he leaves. I, it's sad to say, but I really don't trust him right now. I don't either. I'm, I'm having a real hard back, time. Yeah, I'm glad Orlando's in the show, but I don't trust Frank. Yes, I don't either. So at this point, I'm just like, what no. the fuck ever. No. And um, so we go back to the Fenestella, and um, Abby like pulls Ichabod to the side, and she's like, uh, okay, basically go talk to your ex-boyfriend, and you know him, and talk to him, and get him to help us. Yep. And while he goes and talks to uh, Thomas, she goes and sneaks around and, and looks for... Um, any other information and, sh- you know, all this good stuff. So he uh, he talks to um, Thomas and he explains that uh, the whole purpose of this was to assist the witnesses. And um, so Ichabod tries to convince him to help that this is more important than them just finding books, which, you know, that's important if Ichabod thinks it's, you know, it's bigger than books. And um, so Abby follows these like cables down and she finds a It's like this blue glowing goo almost. Yeah, in cable form and she finds this reaver nest and literally it's a nest. They're they're like sleeping on bunches of sticks. And she's going down there by herself. Yep. And she sees the reavers and she keeps going by herself. Yeah, and she spots two of the guys that are still alive. Um and they're kind of like up in this alcove and she's like be quiet. 
I'll be back kind of a gesture. And they're like, no shit. And then she goes back upstairs. <laughs> um, For and, a long time. Yeah. And so uh, Thomas Jefferson says, uh, he, he's like, um, I know you guys are witnesses. And uh, Abby comes back and she's like, hey, look what I just found. And he's like, if you attack the nest, the uh, power source will be destroyed. And we can't risk that because then I'll be gone. So apparently he knew all about them down there. Yeah. But he couldn't tell Ichabod until Abby appeared that they were down. That's just rude. Like, hey, by the way, they are actually can get to this room still, but they're sleeping. Uh, he's a hologram, so I guess they can't hurt him anyway. So Yeah, that's true. Um. And so he says that, uh, he tells him again that, you know, that, that, that the uh, Finistella contains everything that he and Washington were able to learn about the witnesses. And um, he was, he tells him that he was forced to unfriend him uh, once Ichabod started getting, uh, once he found out that, you know, the prophecy foretold that there could be no interference right. until Abby shows up. Yeah. They, uh, Ichabod can't know he's a witness until Abby shows up to be right, the second witness. Right, because prophecies, whatever, because right. that would totally screw with him. Um, and he gives, there's this chest that Jefferson brings out. Mm-hmm. He calls it... Folio Immaculata. Which, if you try to translate it, basically means book the Virgin Mary, so it makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> Immaculata is basically, any reference I found to it was about the Immaculate Conception, yeah. the Virgin Mary. And folio and folio is, a is a book. And it was a bunch of scrolls. Well, it was like some scrolls up here and then some really old books down here. And I tried yeah. to pause it and see if I could identify what any of the books were. And I just couldn't get a good shot of it. Um, but that, but see, specifically talking about identifying mentors for the witnesses Yeah. as he's opening this crate. Yeah. Uh, and or she, trunk and she or says, like, chest. Like Corbin. Like Corbin. has the flashback of the whole him without a head. So then there's Corbin and they flashback to Washington. Washington. And Jefferson says he wanted to be one of them. But then we get a flashback that yeah. you were talking about. They would have gotten too close. This scene that they do, I can only take, I cannot, I don't know how else to take this other than that they were in love. Yeah. You just, I don't know how else to take this scene. Yeah. Uh, Ichabod wanted to learn from him. Uh, and, and he had great ideas. He had great ideas. There were things that they had in common. And he says he had no choice but to rebuff him. Yes. It's the word The word rebuff. rebuff. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And if you, because I, so I went and looked up the definition of rebuff specifically. Yeah. And it is to reject uh. someone. And I'm just like, how else are you supposed to take the scene? Yeah. With the words that they're using. Yeah. And so Jefferson chose to build all of this for him. Mm-hmm. Because um, he knew he was a witness, but Ichabod couldn't know and he couldn't interfere and he was getting too close. And, and if... <sighs> If Ichabod and Jefferson had gotten any closer, Ichabod would have found out. Yep. And Jefferson knew that for the greater good. Uh, and he looks so heartbroken. I know. And I'm he so has glad to he explained him away. it to him. Yeah. He felt the need to explain it to him, which I thought was interesting. And um, so. Yeah, I was. Just, I don't know hurt, how else to. It hurt to, my heart. I, there's no other way to. Translate that scene. Yeah. And, um... In my opinion. 
So he, yeah, he presents him with this handy dandy box, but yet the whole library is all about witnesses, which I thought, damn. That's an awful lot of freaking books, by the way. Yeah. Well, and I also wanted to know, what are these books about their uh, mentors? Are they supposed to be like past mentors, people that are dead that have written down their mentory goodness? Or is it like, hey, go find so-and-so that's They're actually just a, alive now? Like, or are they a bunch of family trees? Yeah, to go find ancestor. Like, I don't know what that would have been but but it's but i think what we're supposed to take away from this is that it's much bigger yes. than we previously thought yes that the secret war secret war involves a shit ton more was people much bigger than we originally thought yeah so which i think is cool yeah that means they can expand their universe yeah which that's, sounds like that's, that's what they're opening it up for is expanding their universe yeah because there's a, another point in another episode after this that makes it kind of bigger. That makes it bigger, too, so. And so, um, Abby's basically like, this is great, but let's but not sacrifice these guys for some books. So, they have to choose the room or the men. Yes. And I'm actually kind of, okay, spoiler alert, I'm actually kind of glad they didn't save the room. Yeah. It would have been too easy. That's what I was thinking, but I also wanted rules. And this would have been rules about uh, how, like, yeah, because I feel like, like all, how some witchcraft worked, and, I, and all the questions about okay, if we stop stuff early, can we stop the apocalypse earlier? Do we have to have well, they, seven years yeah. of shit, no matter what? Right? Is the apocalypse going to happen with or without them? Because in the Bible, the apocalypse happens even with just that's the end of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all she. That's the end of the. Yeah, that's and the it. Whole, the whole thing. With, there has to be an end. With Orion telling her the witnesses were never meant to fight, would it shed some light how on does that? that ch- how does that change the story? Yeah, absolutely. There's got to be more books on uh, instances where people uh, fought demons. Yeah. You know, historically, after Jefferson, after because, you know, Washington was fighting demons. And so mm-hmm. throughout history, you know, there were, surely there were other Mollocks. Yeah. Maybe. And so I just... I'm it would have the loss it, of all that information, but you're right. It would have been. It just would have been, been too easy. Yeah, exactly. Just like we talked about with Holly. Yeah. Having oh well, oh we need an artifact. Let's go get Holly. Oh we, yeah. Let's go because Corbin's files have been pretty the go-to, and the archives the go-to. This just would have been another go-to point. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm kind of getting sick of. But he could have he could have gone back and flirted with the hologram anytime he wanted. I know, right? That would have been fun. <laughs> So, so yeah, it's basically that they have to choose the room. So they do. They have to choose one of the guys. And um, so they're like, uh, we're going to choose the guys. And so they go, they go back down to the nest. It wasn't, they didn't even have to discuss it. There was no question. Nope. Ichabod even just immediately was like, no. We're going to do this. We have to save these men. Yeah. And um, so they get the guys out, but in the process, they wake up the entire nest and so they they sprint out through the Fenestella, and he gives this one fleeting. He does. He looks back one last time, and she's like Crane. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah. And so they run out, and they uh, they get to the hatch. So apparently, these little monsters have had free reign of this little room downstairs. Yeah, exactly. This, all these past two hundred years, and Jefferson's well, just kind of hang- okay. Fine. I, has but the hologram been asleep? I. I no. Plus, I'm like, can we? Maybe- can you just imagine a hologram just hanging out underground for 200 years? Wouldn't he get bored? But see, and that's the thing, though. He can grasp grasp things because he's picked that box up. Yeah. 
So he probably read all the books like a hundred times each. Yeah, I can see that. So he would know so much. Yeah, just beyond even what Jefferson knew. Man. Yeah. Man. The possibilities were endless. Yeah, but it would have been endless. Yes. And yes. that would have been the problem. Yes. And so um, so they, they, they get everybody out and they slam the hatch shut. And um, so they're like, well, we're going to have to blow everything up because but the men need medical help yes because they're like we can't we can't make we have to make sure that nobody else finds the Uh, yeah sure and but they've got to get the guys out because they they need some help and so um Ichabod tells Abby and Calvin to go get the guys help and he's going to take care of the uh blowing everything up and so he uh he goes back down Half of this episode is just going up by down himself. That ladder. He goes back down and he's got flash grenades. Um, and so he makes his way back to the Fenestella. And he runs out of arrows. Yes. I was like, oh, yay. I was like, oh, my gosh. They had, a, they had a Hawkeye moment. But he's down there alone. Have we not discussed the going alone part? Yes. Over and over and well, over. Well, and also, I thought it was weird. Apparently, when you're in the room, you're cool. Like, the Reavers aren't going to go in there. I, I've seen them run. I saw them run through one time. Yeah, even though we've established that they are down below, and he hits them at the at the front of it before he goes back in. But when he goes back in, it's not like oh my god, they're about to come in. Correct. I don't know. I don't it felt know. really. Weird. I was weird. And so, um, but he's about to go pass through the Fenestella to get to where he needs to put the bomb, and Thomas slams the door shut. He closes the gate now. He does now. Why not before? And he's and like, why not just leave them down there behind the gate? I don't know. That would have been easier. Um, and then you could still have the room. Yeah. and But Ichabod, so Ichabod tries to talk him down. And he's like, America's different now. And, um, you know, the, the vastness of what you guys have created. And he said something about 300 million people, which Jefferson looked to be like, holy shit, are you serious? That America, how much America has grown and that above them used to be, where it used to be fields is now millions of people. Yeah. That was nice little heart to heart talk. Yeah. And he says that uh, Thomas was the one that said one single life is worth more than a thousand books. Yep. And then he gets him to agree to help. And, and he keeps, he's used the word, somewhere in this conversation, he uses the word rebuffed again. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, th- I think he, he apologizes again. Yes. And so he tells mm. him exactly where to put the explosive to assure that everything will be destroyed properly. Well, okay. Here's what my, I'm trying to reread my notes. He says, uh, everything Jefferson's worked for to, worked for was to get this room to Ichabod and Abby. Mm-hmm. The whole conversation reeks of lost love. It yeah. really does. Yeah. The price he paid in building all this was our friendship. Yep. And he refers to Ichabod as one of the found that he is also a founding father. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, my babies. And he tells him where to set the charge. And yep. I'm thinking the whole time, grab some books. That's what I was thinking too. I was like, you have, you should have just something. Grab some freaking books. At least the chest. Something, any, yeah, the chest would have carried, yeah, yeah, something. I almost expected them to grab the chest. I did too. But and, no. Um, so he tells Ichabod that the world is in good hands with him. No. And then Ichabod sets a timer and he runs. Um, and Abby's able to pull him out of the hatch and they slam it. Wasn't they, she supposed to be going to get medical help? 
Yeah, she was. Okay, just asking. Um, and so they slam the hatch just in time, and it, you know, seals off the force of the explosion, and um, everything goes boom. And they just blew up the author of the Declaration of Independence. But in his defense, he did... Uh, he did insist. He did insist. He did insist. So just, so. just to be clear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is nice. And um, so back up top um, in the real world... Um, ish. Ish. Before they're able to take uh, Calvin's brother away, um, he they, they have a conversation and he basically finds out that Abby's going to cover this up. Which, no shit, what, what are you supposed... Well, else are you going to explain this? Exactly. And how much does Calvin actually know at this point? Because he didn't see a whole lot. No, but his brother did. Yeah. And so she chalks it up to, this is an animal attack, and there was a gas leak, and that's what caused the explosion. And, man, people who are dehydrated and delirious Man, they say some weird shit, man. And so, um, he tells Abby that he won't stop until he has the truth. I don't think he wants. You can't handle the trick. He totally can't. Like, he has no vision. And um, so, but, he, you know, she says that the, until then there are more people that need help, that need their help. And um, so it's he, a kind secret of, war. he kind of agrees to drop it for now. Uh, but then he's like, check your email. And he basically sends her an email that says he never reveals his sources and to trust him. So this felt like they were laying around. It really work. set up like they were setting him up as a as a reoccurring, yeah, or a not reoccurring but a, a new character, yeah. Which you can do at the end of a season. I'm okay with that to see him next. They which was better than when they brought in Holly because Holly and it was just like, poof, oh, hey, here by he the way, is. He's here and he's in every episode. Yeah. So except now. Yeah, except for he's so. But I kind of like the idea of um, where in season one. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, they had to protect and hide everything from Frank for a while. Yeah. And this, this character could bring some of that back. Yeah. That almost a battle on two fronts that they were bouncing back and forth with in the first season. This could bring it back. Yeah. But are they going to go with that or not? I don't know. And it's completely open because if we never see him again, no big deal. But they but could it is bring open to back. bring him back. Yeah. I kind of want them to. Yeah. I liked his character. I don't want him to be a love interest for Abby. You don't want anybody to be a love interest for Abby. Except for Ichabod. Except Ichabod. So. Pretty much. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Um, And so, uh, just when you think the episode is like, you're like, that was pretty good. <laughs> just when you think it's safe to go back in the water. We get fucking Katrina and Henry. And uh, Katrina, she's in bed and she, um, she wakes up, quote unquote, to Henry Sitting by her bed. All creepified. And he's super creepy now, but he's nice creepy. But he needed to find himself, Mom. He did. He did a lot of soul searching um, because he's like, I realized why I killed Moloch and I did it for you and for those like them. Da, da, da. And he's like, it's time to begin our new work. And, and then she wakes up. Well, he gives her this black, these oh, black yeah. roses and she, she gets a scratch on her palm and then she wakes up but then she goes to wash her hand and oh my god the blood's still there and it was real and yeah. the roses are still there and oh my god ominous music yeah and that's the end of our episode but I, I thought it was overall it was pretty strong I thought the Jefferson stuff was interesting as hell well I'm so glad they finally started tying back into the revolutionary era yeah and that they've moved down through a different to a different president 
during a different part of the revolution, which I think which was Which is about but. damn time they show Jefferson because God knows we've heard enough of him mm-hmm. because he's the one that designed the cell and he was all up in this and, you know, so. Yeah. I, I was glad to hear that. I just really, it's feeling like it's getting back to the show we fell in love with. Yes. From season one. So, so I got I got hopeful with this. Yeah. Where I was like, okay, this. this it will. It did was very much monster of the week mm-hmm. uh, from beginning to end. We you know it had a beginning, a middle, and an end, but uh, it was really good. It yeah. was a good story. There was the banter between Abby and Ichabod, like at the beginning on the ship. Yes, that was so that we've great. been missing. So yeah, this was really exciting. It gave me because here we are. What we've got two more episodes after this one yes. for this season, yep. and so it made me feel a little more hopeful. So I don't I don't know if they've really just suffered from they had too many episodes to play with. Yeah, that happens with shows sometimes. It was just like maybe we should have stuck to a thirteen episode season as much as maybe. I I would have bitched about that and said, I want more. Uh, I'd rather have quality over quantity. Exactly. Uh so Yeah. But but I thought, you know I do feel like the whole Jenny and Frank thing was kind of thrown together the frank stuff especially like why he was even there like well there's these wire transfers and there's this money and i'm gonna get it from ac and cynthia and but you know the book you know the book was in there too or a book yeah Uh, frank's book was in there not frank's book the book he took from solomon kent yeah the grimoire the grimoire with the moloch's or a demon head with the the oh no that's not the grimoire that's the hellfire book that was the hellfire book because he gave the grimoire directly that's right that's right when he was like oh it is so many books so many books so many bodies so many books so so many but yeah it still felt very this frank has felt thrown together this whole time though yeah yeah which is upsetting because i really like his character i really like jenny glad to see jenny yeah and Holly is nowhere to be seen, but at least they explained his disappearance. He's off hunting, uh, we know, yeah, Carmilla. Yeah, we know where he is, though. Yeah, exactly. Which it's almost like they got to this point, and they were like, "Okay, this is too much going on. Uh, we're, we can't explain Holly Go being away. here, so sideline." Go away. Well, he wasn't even supposed to be a, a regular character anyway. No, he's just no. Uh, he's guest star. He was just this guy. So they had to get him out of the story. Yeah. Uh, so but i like how willing jenny is to help frank she wants to believe she in is him so on his side she's so good at heart she really is she, it and kills like me said, she's so much less cynical than abby is exactly and abby's the witness and you'd think it would be the other way around with jenny's history i know exactly and so i think that makes them re- makes her a much more interesting character i do too even after all that jenny's been through and the second you start talking about macy Jenny's like, Jenny's like, I'm she's like a mama bear. Yeah, she is. So, that's just really cool. Yeah, and then, but but at the end, I'm like, oh, Henry, we're not done with you. Great. Yeah, I think Holly's been in the show more than Henry has. Mm. I don't know. At least as much, if not more. Yeah, I think he said screen time. We've talked about Henry a lot more. Yeah, and and for a while there, we just got flashes of Henry at the end of each episode. Mm-hmm. Doing something weird. Oh, he's hanging out at the motel room. Yeah. That was bizarre. Whatever. But yeah. He had to find himself. He did. He had to find himself. Whatever. Why did I kill my fake dad? My fake real dad? My fake real dad. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm just like, this is boring. But Katrina was blessedly absent. Yeah. So, I was okay with that. I was too. Because basically she's just taking a nap in the middle of the day. Speaking of Katrina. 
Oh, do you want to talk about the Katrina Crane Challenge? No, but I know you do. Thank you. <laughs> um, you don't have much time left, kids. Uh, we've got two more episodes left. And then the preview cast. And uh, so if you have uh, strong good feelings for Katrina, as opposed to my strong negative feelings about Katrina. Most people's strong negative right? feelings, yeah. Tell us why. Um, we would really like to hear why... It, why anybody might think that she's uh, at this point redeemable slash not horrible and boring um how she's important to the story other than being Ichabod's wife because that does not count right right um so if you if you have a good argument for that um send it to us at randomtpodcast at gmail.com you can also get to us on twitter at randomtcasts or um, on the Tumble at uh, randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. And there is another upside. If you follow us on Twitter or the Tumblers, uh, you will know exactly when all of our podcasts drop, not just Sleepy Hollow. Because there are others. There are others. And what else is there? <gasps> we do Gotham. <gasps> uh, we are going to do Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. starting for Season 3. We're excited yes. about that. Yay! Um, we're going to do, um, obviously, Sleepy Hollow when that starts back again for Season 3. October 1st? 1st. Uh, and, um, which also leads me into talking about our preview cast briefly. Um, we we Ooh, are going to yeah. do a preview cast for this season, um, which I'm really excited about. We're going to talk about uh, any casting news that, that has come out over the summer. Um, I don't think we have a trailer yet, but if we have one by the time we record, we'll talk about that. We should have a trailer soon. And um, but we're also going to be sorting the Sleepy Hollow um, characters into Hogwarts houses. I don't know why, but we're going to. It was your idea, and it was awesome. It was an idea, and I was scared myself. Yeah, and then I was like, "We're doing it." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm excited about that. But um, also we are going to pick up see um season two of Agent Carter when it starts in January. Yep. And before that starts, we're going to go back and do and cast season one, um, probably in November or December. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, if you have any predictions, theories, what you want to see, what you don't want to see in season three of, excuse me, season three of Sleepy Hollow, you want to send it in now so that you can, you know, call dibs yep. on your theories. Be like, I totally call that. Or, you know, if, you want to chime in on this whole uh, house sorting thing? Yes. Let yes. us know about that we would too. Really like to hear uh, anybody's thoughts on absolutely where anybody falls, what house they and fall why into. and why and why you got to back it up a little bit, yeah. at least a little bit. Yeah, at least a teeny tiny bit. Yeah. So, um, but also uh, to go back to our my rambly where I was supposed to tell us about all the other podcasts. <gasps> um, we're also doing the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Yes, slowly but surely, and um, just some random movies. And if you have any suggestions for random movies, let us know. Please let us know. And where can they find all of these podcasts? Uh, on our magical, wonderful website, randomtpodcast.com. Yes. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. That we know of. That if we know we're anywhere of. else, tell us that you yeah, found us anywhere we, else. We don't know. Uh, also on our website are all of our pertinents for social media. Yep. And uh, personal social medias, too, because stalkers are cool. <laughs> Just saying. Unless you're Abraham and then fuck boy, get away. Then just go away. Yeah. <laughs> and Henry, too. Come on. He's getting a little stalkery here. He's getting super stalkery. At the end of this episode, he was pretty stalkery. He's so. like, hey, mom, I've been watching you sleep. That's just wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. So on many levels. A lot of different levels. Yeah. All right. Is that all of our pimping? I think that's it. Cool. All right. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks, guys.